Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky and a special guest as we break down the Lakers rotation, the Anthony Davis extension, and much, much more. Aaron Larsoul coming up next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Lockdown Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, uh, sometimes on weekends if the Lakers mm. drop news, Aaron, on, on a Friday as they did. The, the with Lakers with the Friday news dump? The Friday extension, $186 million news dump. Um, we should all be so lucky. Um, the uh, So the Lakers did that, but sometimes on weekends. But no matter how you get your podcast, where you get your podcast, it's always going to be free. Uh, it's never going to be behind a paywall and locked on Lakers on YouTube. Over 20,000 subscribers. Strong. Right? We just Ooh, passed the 20,000 subscriber milestone. Okay, right. uh, very excited about that. So uh, love the support the channel is getting. Um, and it's a great place to leave us questions, talk to uh, talk to each other, and all of that. I mentioned last week we mentioned that Andy would be out of town this week, which is uh, fine because, frankly, I think we've done better. I don't, I don't like him anyway. <laughs> I think we've we found not just an adequate substitute, but a superior well, substitute for at least uh, one show. Um, you to be determined. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see yeah. how this goes. You know, I, that's very kind of you. Um, but it, it, I think in, in the intro you called me a special guest, which which I appreciate. But that means that we should have some conversations offline. If I am a special guest, we're digging the bottom of the barrel at this point. I, I, that I is, that is, you are a very popular man uh, and a very sought after host. You appear oh. on many people's uh, many other people's podcasts. That's true. Like, I, every time I'm asked, I think the last time I was on uh, your show with with your brother, who is not presently here, was during the pandemic, mm -hmm. where you both were taken aback by the fact that I actually have hair. So I was going to wear a hat today, but I, I, I had hair. It is true. I had no idea. Yeah. I was, Cause I for was, so I long, it was just, so long. you yep. were kind of clean. And then the pandemic, a lot of us, well, those of us that were capable, uh, grew some hair. That was so, mean. That was a very mean thing to say. He's the host of All Access Lakers on Playback and the official Lakers podcast. That's how you know. Follow him on Twitter at Aaron Larsoul. Um, we have a lot to cover because um, it's this is like one of those like we're in August and we haven't I've had a million conversations with Andy about, you know, what the Lakers have been doing, you know, but it's fun to do with other people. Like now I get to find out like what other people think about about this offseason. And so we're going to do that. We're going to talk some uh, some some sports book numbers, our friends. Over And I should let people know, by the way, that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And if you go to the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, they've got the, all the NBA futures lined up. Are you a gambler? Are you a sports gambler? Uh, I am not. And it's not, it's not like some sort of <laughs> Well, this is going to be interesting. Yes. It's not, like, it's not like I'm opposed to it. I just, I've never really. No, yes, I, I I very much am. Um, but I am contractually forbidden from gambling on NBA games. Oh, um, that's right. At the times in my life where I have not worked in the NBA, which is not a lot of my adult life, but <laughs> then I very much enjoy betting on NBA games. Um, but yeah, college, college basketball, college football, the NFL. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm sure the FanDuel Sportsbook has a robust futures section for the NFL. So they do. Uh, 
they do head over there, Aaron, and, and see what you can that. do. But let's start with AD. We mentioned the news dump. I, I find Anthony Davis completely fascinating at this point. Okay. Because let's say, what was your reaction both to the extension talk, like the Lakers, as soon as they're able, you know, are going mm-hmm. to figure this out with Anthony Davis? No questions asked. Mask Mac. Max extension that will keep him here essentially for five years. Um, And that was sort of the end of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Then the the contract comes $186 million added on to the two years that he's already got. And it's a 250 million, whatever it is. Um, What was your reaction to the whole sort of process here? Okay. So this is, I think this is important and instructive because you, when you mention the numbers, it feels mm-hmm. like incalculable, right? And it is kind of just the way of the NBA now. So I think this is illustrative of a point that we, I'm saying we like the royal we, not you and I specifically, but just the, a difference, a shift in the way people need to think about NBA contracts. And I don't think the raw dollar amount is that meaningful. I think people need to think of NBA contracts as a percentage of the salary cap. Mm. Um, So what $50 million means in 2023 is not $50 million in 2026, right? It doesn't affect your team building. I understand for fans, it feels odd, right? And it feels like it's just another step forward from kind of divorcing those guys from reality, right? You know, some dude that's, making 72 grand and struggling and not struggling, but like, you know, getting after it to feed his family. And whatever, LA, in LA, you might, right? be, you yeah, might exactly. be struggling. Yeah, yeah. You know, versus, so in that case, when you hear 40 million and then 50 million and then 60 million and then 70 million. The last two, just as a, for, for like context, the last three years of the AD extension average, the average is, I believe 62 million a year. So maybe, and that is in theory. That assumes that the cap is going to rise 10% each year, which is the most that contractually the most it can rise. And so that's why I think it's important to think of contracts, NBA contracts, as a percentage of the salary cap, right? Because Austin's going to make whatever, 13.5 million average over the life of his four years, which is an absurd number. Although I'm going to play, I don't even know if it's Powerball or I don't know, a mega million. I don't know. I think it's like 1.55 billion now. So I'm going to play it. But like 13 million for me and you and everybody else listening to this 13 and a half million a year is absurd but as a function of team building and what it allows and what it restricts etc um i think it's much more important to start thinking of these things take the sticker shock out of it and mm-hmm. think of it as a percentage of the salary cap because you know whatever like and it's going to keep going up. Dame had the highest one, and then Jalen Brown had the highest contract in NBA history. You know, coming up or his extension that he's going to. Take. This happens all the time. And a few years ago, it was Mike Conley. Somebody is going to make a hundred million a season soon. Up here. Soon, yeah, it's coming up here. And it's and it it is absurd, right? It it sounds absurd and is absurd. But I think, like, the difference between fifty million and a hundred million. I don't know, man, whatever. So I think it's, I just think it's important to think of these things um, as fans, uh, as, as a percentage of the salary cap, because that is what matters for team building purposes. So you, you mentioned Jalen Brown, which I think is kind of an interesting one. And, you know, the Lakers, Lakers fans, and, and you'd love any opportunity to uh, wonder whether or not the Celtics are doing the right thing. And so, like, I look at the Jalen Brown thing as a per, like, 
at some point, the new restrictive rules are going to change. I, th- I think are going to change the way teams spend money. Um, not necessarily on young players like Brown, but older guys like the Bradley Beal contracts. And, you know, uh, if AD were 31 or 32 going into this extension, as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, what is he, 29, I believe he is. God, these guys have been. No, I think he's 30. I think he's 30. Yeah, he's turning 30. Yeah. But, like, you know, the other thing is, like, the, they've been in the league so long. They start mm-hmm. at 18, 19, you know, 10 years in, you're, you know, um, but. You know, or Lillard, for example, who is an older ten-year veteran or eleven-year veteran because he was older when he came into the league. That's why guys. That's why guys want to be one and done to get to the next contract and the next quicker. Yeah. There's the the big. I think the line is because the new CBA is genuinely restrictive on what you can do to to build a team and like the Celtics because they have Jalen Brown and then Tatum and all these other you know and Porzingis whatever. Like the next couple years, they can't do certain things they don't mm-hmm. have access to different contracts or can't make certain kinds of trades i think the league has finally figured out how can we kind of make a, a, a an actual salary cap here because the warriors are going to spend they don't mind the luxury tax to a certain no. to a certain no. point but what they do mind is team building mm-hmm. so they managed to combine the two of them so what i want to ask you next is where Anthony Davis fits in, like in this, like what makes a good 65, 75, $85 million? Like what are the, because this is going to come up again yeah. for the Lakers. LeBron is going to eventually retire. The Lakers are going to try to replace him with a different max level guy. So what kind of player do you need to put into that slot? And is Anthony Davis one of those guys? So a compound question. Oh, look ask, at this. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me the answer now. I've had compound fractures. I haven't had compound questions. Both of those, uh, that doesn't sound pleasant. We'll do that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook football season. As we mentioned, about to kick off, and uh, Aaron Larsoul is very interested. FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. This message it might as well be talking directly to you, Aaron Larsoul. Uh, because right now, when you, uh, when you bet uh, on a Super Bowl winner, you can get mm. bets every time. I would stay away from the Rams. They win. Uh, oh, you know, win I'm a Niners season. guy, so you know I want to see yeah, my Niners. They're going to lose in the good. NFC Championship game, as always. Um, just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel slash uh, Locked On and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That fa- that's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Um, and yeah, get, get going on that. Take the Niners. <laughs> Who's going to be the quarterback? There is the question, isn't it? The Niners have the best roster in the NFL for like the fifth time in six years and just don't have a quarterback. At least I, I, you, well, I, theory, you and I have had Lance, this conversation right? it's not on the kid, it, It's But it's not the kid who finished the season. It's it's going to be Trey Lance, right? Nope. No. no it is going to be Brock, the dude who finished Brock the Purdy, season. Who finished the season with a torn ulna or something right. in his elbow. Yeah. Can he throw? I mean, he certainly couldn't in the NFC Championship game when they tried to wheel his carcass back out there. And that wasn't the Eagles, fair. Yeah, it was not good. Um, yeah, it is going to be, it is going to be rock Purdy supposedly. I would prefer Trey Lance, but it doesn't look okay. like it. I to will answer refer your, you to the, I will refer to the locked on Niners host and you guys can carry on this conversation. It's going to be, it's going to not be good. Um, so I, it's a couple things you were mentioning before the break about 
how the the new second apron rules are going to kind of act as a hard cap, like as a real salary cap. Um, and it's frankly, it's targeted at the Warriors and the Clippers. And I think we've seen some changes already. Um, the Clippers let Eric Gordon go, got rid of cut Eric Gordon and, you know, got rid of him for nothing as a salary move. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've seen a bunch of other teams. Uh, well, Phoenix, who for a, for a time looked like they were saying F you to the rules and they're like, we're going to be over the second apron. So if we're going to be over the second apron, we're really going to be over the second apron. And then I think kind of thought differently about it and, and decided the only point guard on their roster campaign had to uh, go for nothing. So I do think that that is going to be a factor. But as, as I mentioned earlier, I think the percentage of the salary cap is going to be what is important because the second, the, the, the first apron, the tax, et cetera, et cetera, the, the, wherever um, the hard cap is, the second apron will all ascend with the salary cap. So you asked about Anthony Davis and where kind of he fits in, in that hierarchy and what you do because you know at some point LeBron's going to retire and and then what do you do and I think a lot of it has to do with opportunity cost um what else were the Lakers going to do right are are the Lakers not going to offer Anthony Davis everything if you play it out you're right because if you play out the string like okay he goes for this season he either does or doesn't pick up his option and you almost certainly end up in a situation where you're just going to try to sign him to another contract anyway and so short of a catastrophic injury this season and here and maybe even with a catastrophic injury i mean he's like you know well i would i personally would say he's somewhere between like the fifth and 12th best player in the nba like depending on your flavor depending on the time of the year and how healthy everybody is and all of that right i don't think he's top five but I think he's right there. I would, for me, he and LeBron are both probably seven, eight, nine, somewhere in Depends there. The day. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you have one of those guys and you can sign them for everything they can get, if you're not willing to give it to those guys, then what are you waiting for? Like, who are you giving that money to? So I think the, and the other, the other good part about it, and you said uh, like, or you were asking like, who is this? Is it kind of win-win? Is it you know good for everybody? I would say yes, but I think the deal slightly favors the Lakers um, because Anthony Davis could have opted out um, and then gotten a five-year deal um, at even bigger money, mm-hmm. and he would be a year older um, and it would go a year longer. So I think this is a this is a win for the Lakers, not a, like a huge win. It's not like you know the it's not the Austin Reeves contract, which is probably the best contract in the league at this point. But I do think it is a I do think it is a win for the Lakers because if Anthony Davis had played out the year, and let's say he had a season like last year, AD was really good last year, was out a bunch as AD has been recently. But if if it was just a repeat of last year, AD is going to get a five year deal next year anywhere right. he wants. I understand guys now wanting the security. The other part of it is if this contract becomes an albatross, and it's like okay, he's not worth this deal in you know, whatever, as a 35-year-old in, in 2027 or whatever it is, well, then you have an expiring contract and then you use that to go get the next AD. So I do think in this new world of the NBA and uh, with the new CBA, I, I do think it's a, you know, like, it, again, it's not the it's not the Austin Reeves contract, but I do think it's a solid win for the Lakers. And I think, I think the terms of it are slightly tilted towards right. the Lakers. Because I agree league. with you, because they don't have to go one year longer. Um, and for AD, it's like, 
you know, the, the yeah, five years from now and not five right, years starting next year, next year where and he would also prospect be of injury yeah. is certainly there for Anthony Davis. I am, I am of the mind that, you know, if somebody's willing to give, I'm, I'm, he's already rich. I understand this, but if somebody's willing to give me 186, you know, whatever that turns out to be now versus waiting for two, waiting, he might still be able to get another 35, 40, 50 million after this deal is over at least. So, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to take it. One of the strangest things for me was the story about Russell Westbrook having an extension on the table for like, or a contract. I forget exactly what it was like for like $260 million. And it took him like a week and a half. To <laughs> no, I'm it. good. Right. Yeah. He was like running errands. He was doing like, if somebody offered me that, <laughs> I got to run to target right quick. I, 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 my agent texts me. I stop wherever I am. I sit down. And I don't move <laughs> until until the contract is in front of me, and I can do the you know the the e signature. Oh yeah, <laughs> whatever. I could if I get into my car, I could get into a car accident. If I try to cross the street, I could get hit by a bus. I'm not moving until I have signed the paper that says somebody's guaranteeing me two hundred and something. I mean, million that's dollars. that's tough. I've, I've I have been a well, I have not seen an NBA contract signed in some years, but. The last time I saw an NBA contract signed, it was not you. Were, I mean, look, this was some years ago, so e-signature was not a, really a thing there. <laughs> but you were signing copies in triplicate, right. and there were like fifteen signatures required on each thing. So it, that, that's it's it's thick. The yeah, the NBA tri- contract is thick. These guys lead a different life than we do. But yeah, like, do how- you remember the James Harden one where he was like he went to uh, when he got traded to Philly and there was a big thing about whether he was going to extend, which is now interesting or where he was going to pick up the year. And he was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I just like, I forgot to fax it in. Right. <laughs> my, my agent forgot to send it in. Your agent forgot to send in 40, whatever million. Do- uh, I mean, okay, man. I mean, again, these are things that you have when you already have like 300 million in the bank or so, but like Harden, perfect example of a guy who is no longer the automatic, oh, you have to give him an extent. Like teams are like, no. Clearly because he, he opted but in. Nobody, but, like, but nobody wants to trade for him and like with the idea that we have to give him two or three years at a max. Like guys like that. Are, but like if you're the Celtics, would you have been happy to give Jalen Brown that super max? Yeah. I mean, again, like, what else are you going to do, mm-hmm. right? Those two guys, him and Tatum, and, and it hasn't quite worked yet, but, like, Lakers fans are not going to like this, and I don't like saying this, but over the next five years, the Celtics are the best bet of anybody to win a title in the next five years. Um, not anyone specifically, and it's really hard to win a title. So I would put their odds at under 50-50, but I think they're the best odds of anybody in the league. It's pretty good because team they're just really damn good every single year right and the teams that go to a finals and go to the conference finals every single year they break through eventually Mm -hmm. no i do think there are some systemic things um they haven't had a point guard tatum and and jalen can't dribble in the playoffs they they turn the ball over all the time and can't dribble um but yeah, what else are you going to do? And again, like it seems, you know, he's going to make 70 million four years from now, which seems outrageous and it is outrageous, but this is not real life. No. So it, in it's, NBA, it's just that's healthy. a movable contract in NBA terms. And every team in the NBA, their entire goal is looking for two superstar two-way wings. And you, 
they've done the hard part. Right. You don't break that. I, the up. reason I asked the question that way is because what I basically decided, like the injury risk with Anthony Davis is real, but the injury risk with virtually every star player in the league who isn't, you know, 23 and even some of the ones who are, you know, go ask about LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Charlotte is, is there. I mean, Kevin Durant plays 48 games a year. You just hope it's the right 48. Mm-hmm. Is, is your guy that good? Like there, you know, Bradley Beal, I think, is sort of the 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 poster. I mean, Jalen Brown, the you know, Celtics fans were going nuts because they'll go, hey, wait, he can't go to his left and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. I think he's really good and he's what he his is. second or third team all NBA or whatever it is, and he's young and he still should get at least a little bit better at certain things, and he's already really good. But you know, the the flaws that you have as one of those dudes who can lead you to a title become a source. So Anthony Davis. The injury risk is real, yes. but the talent, like he is that good. Yeah. He is 100% unquestionably that good. And so he was the best yeah. defensive player in the playoffs last season and also averaged like 26, 13, and two blocks. Like, I don't. So, our friend along those lines, so both of us agree with that. Like, you, the, the threshold needs to be is your guy good enough? Mm-hmm. And if he is, you put up with the injury risk and you hope you can shepherd him through and keep him there. But AD fascinates me because the perception of him is, I think, very different than sort of his placement around the league. And mm-hmm. our friend Darius Soriano wrote a really interesting uh, story about this, which is up on Silver Screen Roll. Um, and so I want to I want to get into a little bit of that next. So my theory is that there is not a player in the league, and you know some criticism, Aaron, of, of Davis is totally legitimate. Mm-hmm. He sometimes he has a little bit of that pow thing sometimes in him where he allows the flow of a game to sort of remove him from it, mm-hmm. um, where he doesn't assert himself aggressively into things fair. in the way that... But, you know, probably... I, I'm not sure there's a player in the league for whom the goalposts move more than for Anthony Davis. He, (laughs) at his best, and again, right, like part of being a superstar is what is your peak, Mm -hmm. and part of being a superstar is how often can you access that peak or 90% of it, Um, whether that's through effort, whether that's through availability, all of that is fair, right? It's same question for Paul George, same question for, for Kawhi, same question now for LeBron, same co- question for KD. Um, but I agree with you. Like he, I think, I think AD might be the player who's, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I, maybe it's the goalpost moving or maybe I'll just put it a different way. I think AD is held to a standard that nobody else in the NBA <laughs> is held to because he is the player where, we highlight the things that the, he didn't do things mm. and forget the, this dude is so damn good. <laughs> like, what are, what are we doing here? This is a big man who can guard basically anybody. He was the best defensive player in the NBA last year and averaged 26 points. Like, what are we doing here? Is that a Laker thing or a an NBA coverage thing, a sports coverage thing, or all so I think of it? It's because... both. I think it's both. Yeah. Um, it's both. It is... It is how we cover, not you and I specifically, but it is how we 
cover the NBA. It's how Twitter, it, what Twitter has, oh, excuse me, X has done for the NBA. I don't want to get kicked off the platform. Um, it is what X has done for the NBA because we can't have nuance there because you have a certain number of characters, so there can't be nuance. Um, and but no, sport, no sport thrives on Twitter X more than... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But also it is a Lakers thing, right? Because there is going to be the brightest lights are going to be shown on the Lakers and Lakers players. And Lakers Twitter is the biggest thing on NBA Twitter. And so Twitter is a divisive place. And so you're going to have Lakers Twitter people yelling in favor of Anthony Davis, except for the 10% of Lakers Twitter that can't stand Anthony Davis. The 90% of Lakers Twitter that is in favor of in favor of Anthony Davis and Lakers is going to be yelling at the rest of NBA Twitter. Um, and so, yeah, I do think, I do think AD is held to a standard that nobody else is held to, but he, it's, it's, it's strange. It's really strange. I mean, look, frankly, like I think AD could have done a better job getting himself ready to play mm -hmm. um, at times, but AD here's uh, here's like the inside base. Here's what I will tell you. AD give, gives a bleep. I had to remember we can't uh, say this here. AD cares. Thank um, you by the way. I appreciate it. And that. AD wants to play and yeah, like look let's look at the the Phoenix series uh in 21. AD couldn't walk, but he was out there trying to play. It, he lasted 2 or 3 minutes and had to go sit down again. But that like AD is soft notion and AD is always hurt and all that like it's nonsense. AD, AD cares. He doesn't necessarily seem like it. He's not like outwardly vocal about a lot of these things, but AD, AD definitely cares. Um, and I don't have any issue again. Like if you're not going to give those guys all the money, then who do you give all the money to? Yeah. I think it's a reasonable question. Can AD be the best player on a championship team? I think it's a fair question, but how many of those guys are there? There are like to go back to our first segment conversation, Andy. I think we tried to we tried to come up with the name. Like, how many names are there where you would just say, "I am a thousand percent confident in giving this guy seventy five million dollars a year." Like, yeah, where, right you, now? where you run, walk, don't you run, don't yeah. walk to get that? Yeah. It's Jokic, sure. Giannis, probably yeah. he gets yeah. a little more dinged up than I think people realize. Yeah, but, but Giannis, still, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy suggested Anthony Edwards, you know, who you as a young player you feel good about, it, but I I wasn't there. I want to see I need to see it a little bit first. I need so to see I. him I need to see him at least pretend to guard a little bit more. Right. It's like I think the I think the the instinct is there, the talent is obviously there and the youth like you want to invest in a a a player with upside and, you know, where you want to get him in their prime, obviously he's the right age for that. But, you know, Jaw? No, absolutely not. I mean, you, you know, I mean, you do because you, you have give it to. to him, but like, <laughs> you do because you have to. But, right, you're, but I'm you not running. No. Feel, you're like you're a little concerned. I think they're a little no, concerned I mean, in Memphis. Steph, I still would. Steph, I still yeah. would. I mean, so okay. So KD, like four, I still would. Four or five, six guys. LeBron, you know? I still would. But like with KD, you do it with the assumption that like there is a very good chance that if we have four years with this, two of them are going to be ruined by injury. Like, just, yeah. you know, it, that's just that is. The, and so uh, what I have, I have thought with AD is that over time, it's like, you know what? I we, were both, we, we both watched uh, Odom play you know, mm -hmm. and, and were around. You know, it was all that, saw that. And Lamar, to me, was the power. We were like, the Lakers fans were like this with Powell. 
that focus on what they're not doing, what they don't do, obscures what they do. And it's all on a scale. Like what Lamar didn't do, what, that was a bigger bucket of stuff than with Powell. And it, that is a slightly bigger bucket of stuff than Anthony Davis, a better player than Powell. Yeah, um, which is saying something, I think. I mean, you know, absolutely. So, but like, you know, if you're better than Pau Gasol, you're really good. Well, so this it's like, yeah, absolutely. So um, like, the only thing I say is like, I feel like I have over time been more on not wildly, but more unfair to AD than I could because his top end is so good. You feel like you want to see it all the time. Like, why can't I see this all the time? Because NBA players are humans and it just doesn't work that way. That's not it. <laughs> I mean, they're superheroes, but they're humans and right. it just doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. So I think the interesting part about this is, and, and this speaks to AD's greatness is that the higher up the ladder you go, the more we take for granted all the stuff that you're incredible at and yeah. then just find things to pick at. It's, it's kind of like, when uh, when a college player, if if you're good at college basketball, um, football is different because you can't leave until three years. But a college basketball player and scouts will tell you this all the time, and I am one of them, and I will tell you this: if you can go to the NBA after your first year, you better go, because if you go back, we know what you can do. All the mm -hmm. stuff that we liked, now we're gonna look for the other stuff. So now we're like, okay, all the good stuff that has to happen 100% of the time every single game. Now let's look for the thing you added. Or let's start poking holes in all the other stuff. So I think the higher up the ladder you get, and this is true for AD, because as you said, he might be the most talented dude in the league. I mean, like the combination of skills and physical talent and gifts and height and size, and he might be the most talented dude in the league. And so now we, again, not you and I specifically, but basketball intelligentsia in or sort of intelligentsia in, in general. We just look for we, we're poking holes in it. We're looking for all the stuff. Oh, okay, why can't AD shoot anymore? Like all the stuff he needs to improve on without taking stock of this is like the fifth best dude in the league. Yeah, one of the I used to work with Max Kellerman at um, at seven ten ESPN, mm -hmm. and one of the smartest things that I think he ever said. And if you ask Max, that is a very long list of things. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong about that. I like the Max. amount of. Smart but you are not wrong he, about that. He says he said, um, and by the way, and I, I like Max. We got along great. But like I, I called him out. It's like he'll do the. He was the master of the say something. The other person says you know replies with something, and then he restates what the person just said to them in a way that makes it sound like he's saying the intelligent thing. And it's like, you know, I just, that is exactly what I just said. So I mean, that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the embrace debate model, isn't it? Right. Okay. You're right. But one of the, one of the smartest things I think he ever said about sports was like, it would be like, we look at great players and we think like, like LeBron or Kobe or whatever, like Kobe had flaws. So like, wouldn't it be great if they were even greater than they are? Yes, mm -hmm. like it'd be like if Kobe sure. were a little more of a team, you know, had a better touch with his teammates and could could maneuver those things better. Maybe shot selection was a little whatever, whatever. It is. I believe I believe Kobe. I mean, some of this is because of how long he played, but I believe Kobe is first all time in uh, assists for a shooting guard. But go ahead, good player. <laughs> yeah, he's decent. Player. He's pretty decent. Quality player. Whatever it is, every player has a thing that you. Yeah, can say, absolutely. I wish they could be better at that. Yep. Like, wouldn't it be great if they were a little greater than they are? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
but that shouldn't cancel out how great they are. Like, let's focus on the 98% versus the two. And, and we don't, we that, don't do that. For that the- we don't do that. I think of all stars in the NBA, the guy who gets cheated on that equation more most, and I've been guilty of this is Anthony Davis. I just, yeah, I've come to I that. Agree 100%. Right. He's like, why doesn't he do that? And everybody loves, there's all these folk heroes about like Robert Ori is a good example. I saw, I saw a big shot Bob the other day. Like, he was fine. Like he didn't really do anything, but he's a folk hero, right? Like let nobody did nobody like in our, our uh, Sasha Vujicic. I saw like in Sasha, we only think about the, the incredible shots that he makes, the free throws that he makes to clinch championships. Like the, again, the higher you get up the ladder, the more difficult it becomes. And the more you get dinged for, yeah, not being a an A plus at every single entity in an NBA on an NBA floor. All right, it is. We covered about. I have a. I have a list. You do I have in front of me. A list. We got. We covered one thing on. So okay. uh, can you can you come back for another? Let's time? run it back. Let's keep All going. Right. Here's what I need you to do. Okay. Sit right where you are. I can do that. Don't move. Okay. Don't change clothes until tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right, and we uh, will have Aaron Larsoul back. Uh, tomorrow and uh, we'll we'll do part two because I guess I got like a thousand more things to cover. So let's we'll get do it. That. We'll do that next or tomorrow or something. Anyway, end of show.